Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, this is Otaku Movie Anatomy. Breaking down and reviewing some of the best and worst in the animated film genre. Is its power level over 9,000, or is it just another Yamcha? Find out now on Otaku Movie Anatomy! Hey everyone, welcome back to Otaku Movie Anatomy. I'm your host, Yuma Ninja, and I am joined by... <laughs> Maxwell Song! <laughs> Beauty of the East! <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's me again. <laughs> and I am Emma Fife. Do, should I plug my Twitter right now? You can find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, do, do it. It's the internet at Emma Fife. It's my name. I like to keep things simple and unified. Uh, and of course, I'm Jonathan Messi. You can find me at, at Kaiba Cat. Kaiba, because I'm a big Yu Gi Oh nerd. Yeah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. This week we are talking about the boy and the beast or Bakemono no Ko. Japanese. Um, we just want to thank Funimation for actually inviting us to the premiere yeah. that happened yeah. last night, and we all got these cool swag, swagulous exactly. scarves. Yeah, they had they had amazing swag bags at this party. Uh, yeah, so we did. had these lovely fans, which is great because yeah. it's really hot Indeed. in the studio. Yeah, uh, and they gave us these lovely scarves, yeah. which is very counterintuitive because once again, as I say, it's very hot in the studio right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they also gave us Blu-rays of Wolf's Children and Summer, Summer Wars. Wars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was a great. Swag it was. It was. It was. And, yeah, the, ori- and the original you, soundtrack you. for yeah. Yeah, for this film. Yes. As well. and, See, and, that's right. and and just to tell you, this does not detract from how we feel about the movie. No. Yes. So we are not. We are not, not being bought here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our integrity is sound, but your swag bags is very yeah. nice. Yeah, Look, true. there was a thing in the swag bag I pulled out, and I thought it was a box of candy, and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> they gave me a box of candy, and it turned out to be a flip book, which yeah. is totally cool also. Yeah. The flip book's so, very so, nice. Yes, yeah. But there it is. It comes in this really nice box. It's really good packaging. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was it's a like box a, candy, It's like a tiny book. I was like, wow, yes. this looks super expensive. On the back, it's also very, there's all this Japanese stuff on there, and it looks like it was about 10,000 uh, yen. Which is like, ten dude, it's about ten bucks. bucks. It's like yeah. $20. Wow. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay. wow. That's a, that's a high quality flipbook. <laughs> Thanks, Funimation. So, all right. So let's get right into it. Real quick overview and synopsis of this movie. I'm um, just going to go right over the official Funimation one. Um, the Boy and the Beast, or Bakemono no Ko in Japanese, tells the story of Kyuta, a young orphan living on the streets of Shibuya, who stumbles into a fantastic world of beasts. He's taken in by Kumatetsu, a gruff, rough-around-the-edges warrior beast, who is kind of a bear. <laughs> he's, he's a big a, bear. He's, a bear. I mean, he's like kind yeah, of a bear. Kuma. He is Kuma. a bear. He's a bear. Yeah. Yes. He's a bear guy. Well, it's just a bear. But so, <laughs> Kumatetsu, <laughs> who has been searching for the perfect apprentice, dis- yes, the perfect apprentice. Yes. Despite mm-hmm. their constant bickering, Kyuta and Kumatetsu begin training together and slowly form a bond as surrogate father and son. But when a deep darkness threatens to throw the human and the beast into a world of chaos, the strong bond between this unlikely family will be put to the ultimate test. Oh. A final showdown that will be on- that will only be won if the two can finally work together using all of their combined strength and courage. That is actually a very accurate and nice synopsis. No, that is a really good synopsis of it. Because, I mean, ultimately, you know... 
sort of the core of this story is the relationship between these two characters. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of outlying factors as well, and of course the struggle with the darkness that is inherent yes. in all the oh, darkness. <laughs> darkness is spreading. Which just like really spoke to me for some reason. I was like, oh, I do have the darkness yeah, they, in my heart. They do definitely also repeat in the movie, like four or five times, like, Human darkness. We human all got darkness. the human darkness. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Let it be you're right. <laughs> Let it be known. This movie will be a really great introspective experience for you because you will discover your own darkness. It's yeah. true. And yes. and you will find how ways. to harness it. Yeah. Well, not just harness it, but overcome it. Yeah. But yeah. if you harness it, you could like turn it into like a whale well, for crying yeah. out. Yeah. Awesome. Seriously, it's well, a very when you guys see, you you go berserk. That. If you go berserk, it turns into a whale. Yeah. <laughs> you can do other things with it, like yeah. pottery or something. As long as, <laughs> as long as you stay sane, exactly. You could like build a whole civilization, maybe. Power of human. <laughs> on that point, we're just going to have it move on to Emma yes. about self-growth influenced by the others or the lack thereof. Yeah, so yeah. basically this is a story about two people who we find out have basically been alone. So basically the movie starts off and it, it literally opens with a scene of Ren, mm-hmm. who of course in the Beast world is called Kyuta, because that's what Kumatetsu names yeah. him because yeah. he refuses to tell him his actual name. Uh deciding that, so you kind of see him wandering around the streets on his own, and you mm-hmm. find out in a, in a very quick flashback that basically his mother passed away yeah. tragically, unexpectedly in an accident, mm-hmm. and that his parents are divorced. Yes. And rather than going to live with her relatives, he's like, nope, I'm gonna just go live on the streets yes. and he's be by myself. Out. And he's yeah. like a nine-year-old yeah. at the time? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. To, be, to be fair also is, yes, I understand it's for the story, but like, you're nine years old, you should not be that hard to find. You know what yeah, I mean? That's oh. true. No, like, that's, they that's definitely accurate. did not try to find that kid at all. They were just like, up, oh, he's gone. Oh, okay. well. Yeah. Us adults can't do anything about that, yeah. really. You know, I got a quick question about yeah. there, There's a part mm-hmm. in the film, and it's right here at the beginning, yeah. where mm-hmm. you're experiencing what it's like in Japan right there for right. people yeah. under the age of 18. Is it really that hardcore when it comes to curfew? You know, I, uh, I don't, I don't think want to it's say that curfew. curfew. They do have a big problem in Japan with like orphanages. Yes. Like yeah. they're way like they they're not run well, they're overpopulated. Mm-hmm. So basically like okay, so this is something that I've talked about a lot. So I do a Sailor Moon podcast and in it it seems that you know you have these two orphan characters, so Makoto and Mamoru are both mm-hmm. orphans and they live in apartments by themselves and apparently yeah. that is a real thing. It is. Yeah. Well, that that is. like basically yeah. if you are old enough to, like, hold a job. You live yeah. by yourself. Yeah, you, like, live in an apartment by yourself and have a, a yeah. small I mean, part-time there's, job. There, there's uh, this kind of cultural idea that, like, if you are a burden on someone, then yeah. that is unacceptable. Absolutely. Yeah. Even, even as a child, you're basically raised that way to where, like, the whole point is that you are going to be a burden on these other family members. And yeah. it's kind of a trope because in a lot of anime, you always find that the the extended family are, for the most part, like pretty terrible. Like they don't yeah. want to have any they're just no, you're from right. the very they beginning. Don't want the burden. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they make it very known that in the beginning, like yeah. they are a burden. Yeah. Um and so that doesn't actually apply to just children. It applies to also uh, the elderly. The elderly. Yeah. So there's kind of that yeah. problem in in society yeah. over there. So well, and it's super interesting because basically with, with both um, Kubitetsu and with Ren or Kyuta, uh-huh. they both like are are sort of of the opinion. That it's like okay, so Ren is like, no, I'm not going to live with my extended family. 
partially because, as you say, Max, I think there is some of that cultural implication of, like, mm-hmm. I will be a burden on yeah. these people. And also, he really, really believes that he should be with his father. Yes. yes. That's a big point. Yes. That's a very, very good point for the rest of this film. Yeah. Yes. He really believes that he should be with his biological father. And Which is true. Sure, is true. yeah. And, and yeah. Kumitatsu, we don't know too much about his family, except that they were not around. Yeah. yeah. And so basically you have these two characters who believe that like they should really only be with their like immediate blood family, family members yeah. who end up forming this family yeah. based on a relationship they have sort of as Master and Apprentice. Yes. And, and, I mean, they learn so much from each other because Mm -hmm. neither of them has ever had anybody looking out for them. I think, like, even the montages of, like, how Kyuta, like, learns how to fight just by copying Kumatetsu. It was very interesting. Like, yeah. yeah. And the, the monk... Gosh, what was his name? The uh, monk. The monk. Uh, the his mon- name is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, it is. Uh, I want to say it starts with an uh, A. Hiyakushubo. Oh, that's a hard <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call, I'm, for for the rest of this uh, for the rest of the show. I'm gonna call him the monk. Yeah, and, the pig the, monk. The, the, the pig, pig monk. monk. Yes. And the pig monk really makes it a point to even say that about Akuta and the way that he learns. He says he's yeah. looking at him like a father. He's learning in the youngest way possible that we learn through imitation. And yeah. that was something that was really beautiful. And that's when you first started getting that relationship of father and son between them two. Uh, yeah. Which is, I mean, granted, you know, that that's their relationship, but highly dysfunctional. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, because that's the thing is, you know, so much of this relationship is based on the fact that the two of them are constantly arguing. Yeah. So it's like they challenge each other, but they also get each other because they have always been alone, yeah. though neither yeah. of them would ever actually acknowledge yes. it. It's, it's definitely, you know, it's not even just the fact that, like, they were alone. It's the fact that they are basically kind of in the same people. They're both they absolutely that, yeah. are. They're both, obviously, to a fault, are stubborn. Yes. Yeah. They, don't, they don't emit weakness at all. No. Yeah. And that is kind of where it seems like it's super uh, dysfunctional. Yeah. And then it kind of brings in the idea that, like, Who's the father, really? You know, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, there's, yeah. There's kind of that. They're almost on equal footing. They almost yeah. are, yeah. But I mean, and, and then again, it, it, you know, sort of at the at the conclusion of the film, they both rely on each other yeah. because yeah. you know, in the battle between Iozin and Kubatetsu over who is going to be the next like Lord of the Beast yeah. World, mm-hmm. they. Kumatetsu is going to lose. And then he finds out that Kyuta is actually there. And it's like, Kyuta, say something encouraging. And he's like, get up, you idiot! (laughs) So good. Which is exact wraparound to the very end of the film. Yes, exactly. When Kyuta, you know, when uh, Kumatetsu becomes a sword. Yeah, exactly. It's the the exact same thing. It's it's beautiful that way. Uh, Just to explain, in case you haven't seen it and you're Which most of you guys probably haven't seen them. Yeah. So I just want to spoiler alert right now. Spoiler alert. That, that, all of that was a spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Um, but basically, uh, so Kumatetsu and uh, Yozen are two of like the highest, I guess the greatest fighters in this world of yeah, Jujukai, yes. which is the beast world. Yeah. And so what they do is there's apparently one lord. And the thing about the beast world is that the reason that the beast world and the human world are separated is because the beasts are the only ones that can turn into gods. Yes. And so the Lord, who is a rabbit, uh, he is about to... amazing, by the way. He's about to ascend into godhood, and, you know, (laughs) the only reason that he isn't is because he just doesn't know what god he is. But basically, the reason these two fight, 
is to figure out who is going to be the next lord of, yeah. of the beast world. So that's where this uh, this idea of like fighting comes fighting in. Yeah. And the idea of having sons and apprentices is a sort of a way of like showing what type of power you have. Yeah. Right, right. The influence you have over society. Mm-hmm. And and righteously so, because unlike the human world where a great dark energy can consume someone and kill them all, the beasts don't have that. So what they have is a very honorable system. Yes. Where they fight without unsheathing their swords. Yeah. There's no actual death involved yeah. in the fighting. It's about true power against someone's true power. Yeah. There's one winner, one loser, and right. then you continue yeah. to grow on from that. Yeah. And, the, and the animals are like you know, there's like no crime. I mean, some of them are kind of assholes, but like for the most part, yeah. it's, it's it's like this kind peaceful. of yeah. yeah, it's like this utopia. This this sort of like I would have to. I mean, Jonathan's going to go over this, but very Miyazaki like. Yeah. Uh, no, it is. No, no, exactly. it, it, it where, where it's like is. you know, like inner city crime isn't a thing over there. Yeah. You know? well, but yeah. like cheerful banter. And the other thing is too, you know, early on in the story. When uh, the Lord, the the Rabbit Lord, shows up and gives them the letters of introduction uh-huh. to go visit all of the lords, like throughout oh, the land, yeah. to find out the meaning of true power, none of them is like it's kicking people's butts. Yeah, yeah. They, and, they're just you know, it's like the idea that the whatever power is right. like, is ephemeral, like it's basically all of these little parts together. But you have to figure it out exactly. For yourself. Well, yeah. and, and ultimately, you know, w- what makes Cuta so powerful is when he basically learns to emulate his master. Because basically he yeah. keeps having, like, Jedi Force visions of his dead mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, there's Jedi Force yeah. visions and then there's, like, that's, like, straight-up hallucinating. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> there's a difference between, like, Obi-Wan yeah. and being, like, use the Force. It's like, yeah. what's up, buddy? Like, Obi-Wan and being, like, I made you dinner. Yeah. Come yeah, eat. An and he's, like, <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna go eat. Oh, I'm alone. Oh, Oh, she's dead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he basically has a vision of his mother being, like, you need to be your master and so by learning to emulate all of his master's actions he basically becomes like totally in tune with the entire beast world and is able to anticipate what everyone is doing Doing but some of but it's implied I think that some of that is because he is specifically so in sync with Kumatetsu because in the battle between Kumatetsu and Yozen we see that because uh, Kumitetsu is so in sync yeah. with Kyuta yeah. that, like, he literally, like, Kyuta doesn't have to tell him what to do. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he says it, but it's not in a place where, like, Kumitetsu yeah. can hear. Yeah. But, you know, Kumitetsu basically does everything right to end up ultimately yeah. winning. I think it's yeah. just like, when it comes to, like, their kind of growth influence, like, going back to that, it's just both of them were so alike that they were, I think it was easier for them to kind of just grow together. Yeah, 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 So yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, he was kind of a father figure, but it was seemed quite more like they were brothers, too. A little bit, yeah. It, it, it was, was also the Rabbit Lord's plan. That's yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it seems like that's such uh, an important part of the Beast world in itself, mm-hmm. is, is individual growth. Yeah. Becoming yeah. the greatest that you can be. And the Rabbit's goal with choosing the successor was the person who could truly grow the most. Yeah. yeah. And that was in that's why they have disciples. That's why it's so important yeah. to have yeah. disciples. And that's why, you know, he specifically gave Kumatetsu this job and Kumatetsu, mm. you know, yeah. grew so much more yeah. than Yozin in the end. Yeah. And he's yeah. A, yeah. he was a very wise that's lord. Tr- it's very yeah. true. And, yeah. But to a certain point, I also feel like 
he just wanted like a really interesting fight. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> at the end, he was just like, oh, now it's going to be really interesting. Yes. He was so childlike and innocent. Like, okay, yeah. okay there's even the part where like it took him nine years to decide what kind of god he's going to be. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's like, I have decided. Oh, I sound like, like, I sound like popcorn talk guy. Uh, he was like, I have decided. He's like, I'm going to be the god of decisiveness. Yes. <laughs> After nine years of making no decisions, I was like, to great, be fair, great. I could after That's nine smart. years of indecision, I could see the appeal. Yeah. <laughs> just get it over with. Yeah. Like it's, we'll just decide I feel like on that, this like thing. a lot of like the little like flavor like comedies that yeah, they throw yeah. in there, especially with like the Bunny Lord guy. Yes, <laughs> Bunny he Lord. Was, oh gosh, he was fantastic. Yeah, was he was good. Yeah. He was good. Uh, comedy relief for sure. And he, um, yeah, and he could like disappear and reappear like Nightcrawler. That was yeah, cool. that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't draw. Poof. Yeah, it was good. But he, yeah. he didn't even like poof. He was like those scary ghosts. Like, <laughs> you know, he just like kind he of just appears into frame whenever he wants instantly to. Instantly disapparates. Yeah. <laughs> At least with Nightcrawler, you get a cloud and like yeah, something. That's you true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was like, it was definitely like, um, like, uh, the whole like Miyazaki thing. Everything was like very yeah. fun, fanciful and yeah. like yeah. had comedic timing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, children. there's been a lot of talk sort of amongst the interwebs uh, about, about Mamoru yes. uh, Hosoda being sort of a, a spiritual success. Successor to yes. uh, to Miyazaki in uh, some ways. It sucks. It's uh, and I think this is like Jonathan Jonathan's yeah. section. We're no, like, no, this is we're we're no, no, but yeah. I, it's just a little sad that his son Miyazaki's son I'm, is not is the not, one that's Harold. No. But I sometimes I feel like that's the way it is. But yeah. yeah, like we should just go ahead and like go into the whole yeah, compare just, contrast. Yeah, to Miyazaki. Look, you, well, when it comes, I mean, you must find your own path, my son. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, And like, so this guy, I mean, he's being Harold as the next Miyazaki, which he's three films in, and, yes. and they they do have similarities because they're this fantastical fantasy, otherworldly, mm-hmm. you know, beasts and creatures. And also, one thing that I really what in the movie, I was like, oh my gosh, that that's a Miyazaki moment for me, which which I didn't find a ton of moments like that, like where I would go, oh, this is like Miyazaki. I didn't have that jumping it's out like at me, that, it's except like the for Tone, right? The, the tone, the feel, and then the tears. Yes. Uh, yeah. Did you guys like bubble up? I was like, and, I was like, and, oh, Miyazaki tears. And guys, all of the acting with their hair. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. very Maybe common Miyazaki. in Miyazaki oh. films. Also, the little the that. little puff thing that like yeah. that puff, puff thing. Yeah, that puff thing did Chico? not really need to exist. Chico? Yeah. Uh, is it called Chico? Chico. Yeah. Chico. Yeah. yeah. So this thing, it's on the scarf. Yeah. It's like this little puff ball. It's like the a cross between like a cotton ball. And like a weasel, and a mouse. <laughs> but it's the mascot character. And it's that's the mascot you know. character, and but it's also when I first saw it, when it was just a little puff, it didn't have like arms or any other features. Mm-hmm. I was like Miyazaki. Yeah, yeah. yeah that is true. No, it's it, was, true. it was it was like a soot sprite. Yeah, it yeah. is exactly. Yeah. 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 but white and still downright adorable. I know. Oh, and, and if you think about it, he's the real hero. Of it's the true. Movie. No, yeah, he Ch- saves his ass so many times. Yeah, no, Chico was definitely essential to. Yeah. Uh, Ren not giving into the darkness yes, that yeah. resides in the heart of every human. It was just kind of like, oh man, the darkness yeah. is consuming me. And he's like, bitch, look how cute I am. Which, okay, <laughs> I actually thought that that was pretty Miyazaki as well. That yes. idea of like the inner darkness it in was. humans. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. So many of the themes and like the, yeah. the kind of, even the storyline, like all the overall feeling, it was very Miyazaki. Yeah, I mean, I mean, especially like there were definitely parallels. I thought between the human world, yes. our regular world, and the beast world. In like you see in like uh, Mononoke Hime, yeah. where Mononoke. exactly where where basically like the. The old gods, the yeah. like animal gods, are like humans are so destructive and awful, yes. and they yeah. cut down our forests and they 
burn everything for their own gain. And that was kind of the attitude that the Beast World had towards mankind. Yeah. Was keep it separate because they're evil, really. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's they, true. Like, yeah. if you go throughout this entire movie, you can you can pull, like, different Miyazaki movies out of, like, everything that's going on. Yeah. So, the world that they've created, it's just, if you look at some, like, side-by-sides from Spirited Away, and, um, you know, yeah. you know the spirit yeah. world, and then yeah. you look at that world, you'll see that there's yeah. a lot of different, like, parallels in just the terms yeah. of design. Yeah. Uh, so Michelle and also the is costume. actually in chat tonight. Oh, and hey, she said, oh, Michelle. She said, hey, Rose, the pop ball is the best part. Don't you dare say otherwise. <laughs> we all agree. Yeah, yeah no one, no one's We, we even put him on a pedestal. <laughs> yeah. well, that, because he's so small, in order to talk to him, you have to put him up a little bit higher on a yeah. pedestal. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, but, um, so what I liked about him, uh, about uh, gosh, Mamoru, say his last name for Hosoda. me. Hosoda. Hosoda. Like is um so okay. So he's got these parallels to Miyazaki, but his art style is very different. It is different. Yeah, and, it's very different. And and he seems to have a, a thematic uh, style of characters throughout his films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got these these beastly kind of human esque characters that we seem to have like an ongoing rabbit theme going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have a rabbit like, theme. Just loves ears. I think he, does. he really does. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen Wolf Children. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet, but now I have the DVD. I'm very excited. The but Blu-ray. Yeah, exactly. The Blu-ray, Blu-ray. Even better. But you skip out. But you do get to see, like, you know, a very similar kind of style going on there. So I, I like that he's got his own style, but it's still got, you know, a touch and a flavor of, yeah. you know, some of the greats. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, yeah, I agree. And that is funny that you that you brought up the rabbit thing. Yeah. Because, like, uh, um, King Cosma Cosma in, uh, yes. in Summer Wars. In, uh, Summer Wars. Which, fun fact, so... Uh, Justin, who is um, director of like business development yeah. and uh, social media relations and whatnot at uh, at Funimation, who's the one who invited us all to the premiere, apparently kind Justin of Justin Rojas. Justin Rojas, <laughs> shout out, no, no, we shout love out. you. Uh, but basically, he was telling me last night. Apparently, so at Universal, because I work at Universal on our name tags, we have like our favorite Universal mm-hmm. film, and apparently at Funimation they have characters on their name tags, oh. and he has King Cosmo. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. You know, oh, I, I'm curious in the end, uh, actually, to see how his continued works uh, have, yeah, I you know, agree. I guess, more parallels. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's only done three directed films in. Granted, he's in his 60s. You know, and he's worked right. for what? I mean, Madhouse. And, yeah. You know, yeah, he's worked on, like, great studios. He, he's, yeah. he's worked on Dragon Ball Z. He's worked yeah. on Digimon. Digimon. Yeah. So, you know, he has... He has Done like he has a pedigree for it. It's yeah. just like now he's going into his own original content. Yeah. Absolutely, and I mean yeah. that's that's very much what Miyazaki did as well. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and uh, I, I believe he's forty five. So he's Wait, like, oh, I thought he's he was so young. I thought he was no, in his sixties. He's only forty five. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah. I want to look it up. Yeah. 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 We'll look it up. We'll confirm that. Yeah. Oh Well, yeah, he's pretty young. Okay, so he's got plenty of time to keep yeah. making, so, like... Yeah. You know. I mean, that's yeah. pretty big. Uh, Mamoru Hosoda. Right. He's 48. Oh, he's 48. 48. Yeah. Okay, oh, good. Wow, he's yeah. pretty young. But yeah. still, that's young. That's that's young. Super, yeah. I mean, that's... In creative terms, is like the best years. You know what that's I mean? That's true. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're trying to make Miyazaki movies about yeah. like life. You gotta live life <laughs> yeah. first, you know? <laughs> yeah. If people are gonna compare you to Miyazaki... And like towards at the end of Miyazaki's career, like why yeah. not be in your forties? Exactly, the, at the prime yeah. of your career. No one's ever gonna go to a young person and be like, "You're like Miyazaki." They're gonna yeah. be like, "You're just a kid." Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> you're a kid who's trying to be like Miyazaki, but you have not lived your life yet. Exactly. So yes. Come See back me. in twenty years. Exactly. <laughs> See you when you're forty-eight. Uh, all right. So moving into inspirations and concepts and themes, let's go it over to Max. Okay. So there's. 
a bit of this. So I found this really cool article uh, on IndieWire about this film where they mm-hmm. interview him. Um, and so he was just talking about what it was that influenced his movie. And if you couldn't tell, it's fatherhood is like yeah. the yeah. number oh, yeah. one thing. Fatherhood. But it's not just about fatherhood. It's about fatherhood and like the origins and finding your place. Uh, and you can tell that from just the fact that like yeah. Utah is the prime example. But uh, Ichihiro, who is... Also, an, a human orphan. Yeah. Spoilers, not really a spoiler because yeah, you know, no. you'll know. Yeah, once exactly. you see him right in the beginning, you're like, that's a human you're boy. Like, yes, yeah. That is a human boy wearing a pig hat. Yeah. That's exactly what it <laughs> okay, is. Yeah, so, let's explain this. So, so what was the, Each, the pig guy's name? Uh, oh, uh, the, the pig guy's name is. Uh, These on, names on, are really on, hard. Their names are really hard. hard. Yeah. It's uh, Jiromaru. Jiromaru. Komotetsu. It's Jiozen. So Jiozen so is, so oh, is the other lord, and he yeah. has two or potential sons. Lord. Yes, two sons, and one is Yozen. one is uh, and one is Jiromaru, Jiromaru, who's like this little chubby pig boy, yeah. and who's adorable. Who looks and like a pig boy. Yeah. and then the other one, and the other one is Ichirohiko, who just wears a pig hat, and yeah. it's very obvious and, and he's a human. And everyone just, and he's always like, <laughs> "When are my tusks gonna come and in?" You're like, that. "They're never gonna come in because yeah. you're a human boy." And it's so funny too because he wears like a Spirit hood. Yeah, like, he has yeah. a spirit hood, and Flops, he has like, and he wraps it around his It just looks like this. But it's just like, he's obviously a human guy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. no one ever knew. No one figured <laughs> it out. So, like, the moment you oh, see him, man. even as a child, you're like, that's a fucking human. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're a human boy. Um, yeah. But basically, he is the, it, or he ends up being the antagonist. Um, because even though he has grown up with, uh, Yozen and these very clearly as a beast person. Uh, he's not a beast person. And once you, once he grows up into a full grown adult where he is not a pig man, <laughs> he starts to suspect that maybe he's not a pig man. And yes. so it kind of That's creates true. this, uh, uh, basically the dark hole that every human's supposed to have. Right. You know, and the thing about Kyuta is like, even though he recognizes that he has it, there's enough people around him to kind yeah. of suppress his darkness. Yeah. But it, yeah. But, uh, it, it, what, well, it he's, he's, you know what? He's, he's, you know, it's, think of it kind of like Naruto and Sasuke. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I, and I thought about that during Sasuke. watching the movie. Like Sasuke, you know, never, or well, actually Sasuke's on a path where he's much more alone. Yeah. And, and that's kind of how, um, you know, Ich, Ichirohiko. Ichirohiko feels. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. um, yeah, whereas Ren or, uh, Kyuta, you know, actually has these people where he's connecting with, has more friends because he puts himself <laughs> out more. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And so. Yeah. Well, and, and on top of that, it, it, the, the issue with Ichirohiko is that they are so he was found abandoned in the human world yes. as an mm. infant and then nobody told nobody him told yeah. him he wasn't a pig boy right <laughs> and then in the beginning his own father just straight up once Kuta appears is like you can't have a human boy you know how how much of like a dangerous, terrible yeah. asshole people they are yeah. well, as because, a concept. And, and, and he's and just like my son. Wait, oh, well, <laughs> and, yeah. and basically, this is a nature versus nurture thing yeah. because yeah. Oh, because Eozen straight yes. up says, "I thought if I just raised him 
like a beast. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have. Yeah. Like the darkness would never consume him. I'm just saying. He should have just like glued some tusks on his face or yeah. something. Oh, exactly. you know? Like that would have probably. But then when he like no, took but, a shower, he would have been yeah. like, well, "My my tusks coming off." No, but it's a, it is a problem. <laughs> it is problematic because he is denying yes, what his exactly. child so, actually no, you're, is. You're basically, I mean, it's basically Absolutely. like it's basically yeah. like remember in the Thor movies when like Loki gets raised as a as guardian, oh, yeah. and then they're like, "Yeah, you're 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 from Yonhai. You're adopted. Yeah, <laughs> he was like really mad about yeah. it. That's like each and every same way. It's like, yo, you you guys didn't fucking mention to this. Me, like, and I'm just yeah. you, like, yeah. and you've been telling me that humans are like evil people, and I'm a human. Yeah, That's, yeah so, exactly. exactly what yeah. happened. Yeah. Because- an- another thing about this is that one of his themes is how people are judged from the surface and what's actually inside. Right. So, yeah. for example, Kuta is very clearly a human from the beginning, mm-hmm. and everyone kind of condemns him for being human and doesn't really give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But then you see that, like, he has, like, that spirit that all yeah. the other beast people have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ichirohiko is basically the polar opposite, as when he has always been accepted. Yeah. But the stuff inside him is the thing that, like... You know, that everyone is basically suppressed right, and, yeah. and try to deny him. Yeah, and that's ultimately where our conflict comes from. Because right. they, they, the characters, these two characters absolutely mirror each other. Yep. That's kind of what they're going through. And then it ultimately becomes the ultimate battle, which is between two humans yep. dealing yeah. with their humanity. Yeah, d- yeah exactly. Exactly. Confronting their inner darkness. Yeah. And it's yeah. beautiful because, you know, Kyuta in the end becomes a Jinchuriki and like, yeah. you know, yeah. like harnesses his master's soul, which yeah. is his soul and sword. He, and then he just never talks to him again, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, because you gotta grab hold of yeah. the being sword a in your heart. In your heart. <laughs> Why don't you get it? it? <laughs> just, uh, just, Bam! And, um, and by the way, I, there's so many Naruto moments in this because even when yeah. the, in Naruto is teaching uh, uh, Konohamaru how to do uh, the the Rasengan, yeah. he's like, first you ha, then you pa, yeah. and then like in Komotetsu, that's how he taught how to use the sword. He goes, first you ha, then you what was it? Bam! Bam. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, right. okay, um, okay. So, and some inspirations that he's had is is obviously fatherhood, right? Yeah, um, yeah, and yep. also. He has this this theme of like splitting worlds apart. Like that's mm-hmm. this is the thing that he like mentioned specifically. Like for Digimon, it was like the digital and the analog. Right. For wolf children, it was like uh, you know trying to raise yeah. children at home and then also as like people in society. Yeah, yeah. So there's always that like separation yeah. that he likes to really play yeah. with. I'm gonna um, see that one. Which you one did you want? I know, I, I know. I but you know, I'm trying to raise children yeah. at home in yeah. this society. <laughs> which is actually the impotence for that movie was was him watching a, he, he, someone who had two kids. It was like someone he knew raised uh-huh. two kids, and he was like, wow, this is like hard. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and also, you know, he did The Girl That Left Left yeah, Through Time, time yeah. which is basically about the future, yeah. uh, the present, and the past. Yeah. Um, so if you couldn't tell, you should totally watch this movie, obviously. If we didn't sell this enough, it's a very good yes. original anime it movie. Is. It no, is. No, it is. It's, yeah. it's really good. There are, there are a few things I think that could have made it stronger. Oh, sure. I mean, I um, can see it right there. Well, yeah. I mean, because basically, so, I feel like Ichiro Hiko takes a strong left it, yes. once he becomes an adult. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because they, they never explain it. Yeah. And then suddenly he's mad at, like, yeah. Kumotetsu and, like, and we, and, we just, and you just like, wait, what? Did I miss something? Yeah, I had to watch because, it, like, three times. Because like, as a kid, 
Ichirohiko, when uh, Jiromaru at first had been like, yeah. oh, this is a stupid human, I'm gonna beat him up. Um, uh, that's sort of how he talks. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, Ichirohiko is the one who's like, just leave him alone, it's fine. Yeah. But like, then. Once, all of a sudden, yeah, then, once, like, then once Kyuta proves that he's really strong after he learns to mimic the moves of his master and anticipate the moves of everyone, so he's basically untouchable, then Jiromaru, which was also really interesting because Jiromaru is obviously very accepting of humans. Yeah. He's like, yeah. man, you're strong. This is awesome. Come eat yeah. candy at my yeah. house. Let's just hang out all yeah. the time. Yeah. Which is an ongoing joke, and I yes. love every time he comes on screen, he's like, do you want to go to my house? house? <laughs> <laughs> I love Jiromaru. But I, I thought that was a big thing with this film was that time jump didn't work so well. Yeah. It didn't. No, it really so didn't. The, I mean, the lead character goes from 9 to 17, or I should say 9 to this many. Yes. Yeah, and so he goes from 9 to 17, and it's like all that time, what, we got like a minor montage, mm-hmm. yes. and when you, when the characters are going to change so drastically, you have to give us more information yeah. and more story along the lines. Like, yep. it's a very important part, because you can't expect, uh, expect everyone to just have that information. Like, I, the, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah, work. yeah. they didn't they didn't flesh out Ichirohiko's story yeah. enough. They didn't flesh out his in-between time enough, and I would have yeah. really liked... To see that, because overall, I did like the conflict yeah. between Kyuta and Ichirohiko. But it definitely felt super like, yeah. well, this is what's happening. Yeah. If, if there was, yeah. like, couple scenes of them being rivals, mm-hmm. like, to me, yes. that would have, yes. like, kind It would have totally made sense. Yeah. Because it is very much left field it is. to the point where it's just, like, oh, in, he just seems totally fine. Yeah. Like, he kind of has, like, this inkling that he isn't human. Mm-hmm. Like, for the most part, just, like, my dad's the best. Mm-hmm. So it's to wonder, like... If his dad had one and yeah. he became the Lord, what would have happened? Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the there other, wasn't enough motivation, really. I yeah. totally and, agree. And on top of that, you don't you don't feel for the villain, you know, each no, and no. You, you want to be able to feel for your villain. You yeah. want to be able to at least like some a semblance of your villain. Yeah, and you didn't. You really didn't. No. The other thing, and I, I was chatting about this with Justin last night, that I think would have made this film stronger mm-hmm. is if Ichirohiko had turned out to not only be human, duh, we all know, but also a girl. A girl. Yeah. If, oh, he, yeah. if he had it, been a girl, it would have been like so much so better. So much better. Well, because there would have also been the struggle of gender identity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that... It's interesting. Yes. It would have been better. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I, I'm wondering if there, sh- if there would have been like a romantic component for that. Because oh, come personally, on. You know in that last scene people are shipping Ichirohiko and Kyuta yeah. anyway. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> That's different. That's another <laughs> facet of... of you know, BL, so. See, because I feel like, because, you know, like, the human girl, Kare, you know, like, I feel like if they had uh, given that role to, like, Ichirohiko and made him a girl mm, from the yeah. beginning and then at some point split them so that they would be rivals, it would yes. have been much now more we, compelling. We got, yeah, much so more, much more compelling. Is, then there wouldn't be that separation between him having to live in the beast world and then deciding to live in the human world. See, that's, like, another thing that, that I mean. I, I do. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. And it, it's because the story also changes so drastically yes. at that point, and we lose so much of uh, Ko- Koma, Komotetsu? Komotetsu, yeah. yeah. Oh, I said it right. We lose, did, we, lose, we lose so much of Komotetsu after that because yes. his character arc is essentially over until he becomes a god. Yeah. yeah. And and so you now have this latter part of the film where you love Kyuta. Kyuta's a great character. He's compelling. Yeah. He's yeah, fun. No, he's going Kyuta's through a great, great journey. He's discovering his humanity. But you've lost the whole beast side of it. Yeah. yeah. And I would have loved to see that relationship flush out a little more even as he's going yeah. through his own conflicts. Yeah. yeah and but I, at that I, point, I feel like maybe the what they were trying to convey maybe not successfully is the fact that like at this point now it's sort of like a dream like the beast world is sort of a dream humans just uh, basically aren't, <laughs> aren't, aren't, aren't supposed to be there, there. Oh, come on. 
Sure. Let's but this is, just entertain the thought. This for a is like bit. the end of okay, okay. So like the end of Prince Caspian, where yeah, they're yeah. like, Lucy and Edmund, we're really looking forward to seeing you again. Peter and Susan, bye. Yep. <laughs> like, you never get to come back to Narnia. Yeah, sorry. You know, but that's, that's true. That if, is true. if that's what they're going for, right? They did say in the beginning that humans just don't belong there. Yeah. And it's sort of like okay. you know, people have to eventually they have to accept whatever their past to be with their family. And especially yeah. if this is about family, like then it kind of makes it sense. It is, and I enjoyed that he repaired his relationship yes. with his father yeah. and yeah. that his father did look for him in yeah. all those yeah. years that he was missing. I mean, I lost it when when his dad Yeah, when his dad just ran and hugged, called him out by his name and oh like he goes out of frame and then you just follow the dad oh. as he comes back See, into like, frame. It's to beautiful. me, I feel like good even good. if they didn't have the girl and had done it the other way that I said, and add that, add that at the yeah. end where he decides like I'm a human and I know, it's dangerous I, to be human yeah. to go back to the human world yeah. himself and do that. That still would have been. Compelling. I was going to say because I again, yeah, I agree with like it, I would have preferred if the if the life in the human world focused more on his relationship with his yeah. father yeah. who we already knew existed at the yes. beginning of the yeah. film and not this it, it, random I, mean, I was going to say yeah. the, honestly the most disappointing part of this movie for me was Kaede yeah. and she's, yeah, yeah. she was almost she was boring well, she was yeah. almost superfluous in so many ways yeah. I mean all of the realizations and things he went through he could have went through without her he could yeah. have learned without her he could have done without her well the, to say that he would have learned without her might have been a little bit hard but basically to me she was the device that Pushed him over the edge to become human, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, to, I don't think he did, she was necessary. But it's though. also it's, it's yeah. also not to say. Wait, did he ever say that he never went back to the Beast World? Yeah, they said he never, never went back, back to the Beast World. Which, okay, now I find that to be like why? Why? Yeah, yeah why? Well, especially okay. Time your out. friends are there, <laughs> but, but isn't. Ichiro Hiko still in the Beast still World. Yes. Yes. Wouldn't you think that the human who had learned to accept his humanity and deal with his darkness maybe would want to be in the Beast yes. World with like, this or, other human to or like just come help and visit. him? Like, yeah. like, also, it not even help. You still have friends there. You yeah. still got the monk. That's you were only the there. Monkey. You, you were only there, and you were raised. From a child yeah. at that place. Yeah. That is basically your home. Like, yeah. the human world is just like, it's like Disneyland. It, it should is. be like Disneyland. You're yeah. just like, oh, this is pretty I mean, cool. Hi, Dad. But I'm going to go back yeah, home yeah. now and, where and, I know stuff. And, Jonathan, you brought up the, the biggest issue that I had with it, which was, I mean, in addition to Kaede being boring and superfluous, in yeah. my opinion, uh, was that... Okay, so yes, 100%. Uh, Kumitetsu was kind of his father figure. Mm-hmm. Sure, Kumitetsu lives on forever in his heart, which is a nice metaphor for sure. like what happens yes. to our loved ones when we die. They continue to live on within us because we always have our memories of them and they give us strength. Right. However, he had other family members. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the monkey guy and the pig monk. Like yeah. they... They, they were, were his family. family. Yeah. I mean, they basically raised him. Yeah. Like, you know, they were the the thing that like that what Kumatetsu didn't have as a, a parent figure yes. is yeah. they were the ones that kind of like brought everything together. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so that to it me is, it is so Narnia now that I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so <laughs> Narnia. You guy, you don't get to go. He's like, I can't go back. I'm too <laughs> old. Yeah. I'm seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just too yeah, tired. I feel like oh. there, was, there were other things that could have done to rearrange the story to make it just a little bit better and like yeah. to explain like I can't go back because I realize now how dangerous I am to the like to right. Beast or something. Sure, but something but a yeah, little yeah. bit, a little. Yeah. Okay, sh- it's hard. It's, de- it's yeah. definitely the ending leaves you a little wanting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and there was one. I just have to bring this up. There was one shot, and it was like it was like a cinematic shot. What was the name of the girl again? Kaede. Uh, and he's looking at her, and she's expressing something that's uh, going on with how she feels about her family. Yeah. And yeah. she's opening up. And it's like a camera shot, and it starts Oh, it's so weird. Down. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was about. like, is he looking at her boobs? <laughs> and then it was like, it kept going. I was like, he's not going to look at her for JJ, is he? <laughs> and then it just kind of pans down, and that's it. Up to your yep. lap, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I was like what like, the that hell? That was weird to me, really too. Weird. <laughs> yeah. the, the worst part is that, like, it's not like it was camera work. Somebody drew that. Yes, yeah. which is exactly. But it was it, it was like a cinematic pan that someone artistically drew. I know, and it had no real purpose. Yes, because like, I, I actually wanted to yeah. be like him, be like, "What's up, baby?" Yes, like I, that, that would have made yes, sense if it yeah. was if it was like you know like his him finding adolescence. That, yes, like, that exactly. would be okay no, with but that. It was be, be a little bit more obvious. Like, it make him blush creepy. and look away. It was, it was just like creeper status. Yeah. Just, yeah, sure. Tell me about your broken family. It's like, ugh, what are you doing? Like, I understand you haven't interacted with humans much, but that's, I'm sure that's creepy in the beast world, too. <laughs> all right. So on that note, uh, let's, yeah. let's all just yeah. rate the movie. Oh, wait, wait. Can we do favorite moments? Yes, do favorite moments. Favorite oh, because I totally have I already said it, but it was is the, uh, it was the rabbit god deciding what kind of god he was going to yeah. be. Yeah. The god moment, of the of this. I, yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, th- like, I don't laugh out loud a whole lot in mm-hmm. movies, but I, at that point I did. I was like, yeah. ha! I was like, yes! Yeah. That was a good job. Yeah. I think for me it was when um, Jirumaru decided that he wanted to be friends with Kyuta because he was strong the first yeah. time that he's like, hey, you want to come over to my house? We have candy! true. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he so innocent and yeah. sweet. So like, yeah. you, know, you weak, weakling human. Oh, you're strong. Uh, I would have to say my favorite part was the uh, basically the sword of the heart part. Oh yeah, that that, I mean it makes no sense to me because I'm like you could reincarnate into a god and if you're a god you could just be like the god of not having things fucked up (laughs) and then just make it so nothing is fucked up. I'm I'm going to be the god of whale destruction. Exactly, like very specifically (laughs) whale destruction. Whales with tusks. Why was it a whale? Uh, Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Dick. Oh yeah, Yeah, yeah. the book. Over the head Moby Dick. So it was Moby Dick. And and not to forget, Journey to the West. Those are the two. The two big the two over the head with oh, it. Over exactly. The head. Yeah. So um, yes. But <laughs> even though I had gripes with that, logically, that part was just like feel city. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. To the me, fact it that was. He um, became the sword. Yeah. Oh. To me, it was like the, the part with the dad. That, oh. that killed oh, me. Yeah. Like, it just him. Emotional. Like, you wouldn't remember See, that's, he walks up and then the dad's like, That's a Ren? beautiful, that's oh, a so well composed It really scene. is. And I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm so emotionally invested in that relationship yes. and I'm just not emotionally invested in the relationship between Kaede, Kaede and She's boring. Kyuta. Yeah. No, Kaede yeah. Is, is a very, I feel like it's just like, wasn't a very good Yeah, she episode. just wasn't. Oh, there's so much about when the dad well. And the, when when uh, Kuta's like, or actually he's Ren at that point, he says, yeah. you know, he's like, I'm leaving, whatever. And the dad just says, anything you need, yeah. I'm Ugh. going to be yeah. here. Yeah. I was just, 
Yeah. <gasps> the dad and him, I was like, I had Miyazaki tears. It, it was very, it was very hard because yeah. I was like, I wanted to hate the dad so much. I like, know. How could you imagine your son like that, you dick? And he didn't. Yeah. He did yeah. yeah. I mean, then at that point, I'm also like, maybe you should have just stayed for like a month. <laughs> you probably would have yeah. found you. Yeah. I know. All oh. right, so let's read the movie. Start right. with Jonathan. Um, okay, I'm going to give this a very solid four and a quarter. <laughs> four and a quarter. I mean, I, it's like I could have said that's four. contradictory. Yeah. <laughs> four point. Oh, wait, no, solid, wait. A solid. A solid. Four and a quarter. Four point two five. No, it, it was really good, and it was it was better than a four, and not quite a four five because of some minor issues, yeah. you know, and some story fixings that needed. But overall, it was so enjoyable. It was so sweet. Yeah. I think this director. I realize this is his fourth film. Yes. I've been saying three because I forgot yeah, about the girl, girl left the time. time. Yeah. And I think he's really coming into his own. Yeah, like, I do too. Really good. Uh, for me, it's a four. Uh, it could have been a five if. Uh, Ichirohiko had been a girl, yep. uh, and the relationship in the human world was focused more on him and his father, because that was a much more interesting, uh, already established, heartfelt relationship for me. I have a difficult time with this movie after Summer Wars, because I love Summer Wars, mm-hmm. and Summer's Summer Wars really is a powerhouse female yeah. cast. Yeah. Like, Mamoru Hosoda writes great Great women and he just didn't in this movie and sometimes and I'm going to be honest with you like sometimes if I am watching a work of fiction or reading a work of fiction where the majority of the characters are male I have a hard time paying attention yeah there wasn't really any female it was just Ken this was yeah Yeah. in the ghost mom this yep. is this is very this is very like a father and his son movie. It yeah. was, it was no, not. It, really was. it was. It's even hard for me to say that this was a, a movie about a family because it's basically just a father and yeah. son. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just like yeah. that yeah. romance that yeah. is. they did the I Disney mean, thing. They killed off a parent yeah, real bad. Yeah. I mean, and again, it's like don't get me wrong. I did enjoy this movie a lot. It's just that I think a stronger female presence would have made it better Absolutely. for me. Yeah, Max. Um, I am. I have two ratings, though. Wait, you have two? What, my two? What? Sure, just hear me out. <laughs> All right. Okay, so as a movie, technically, I have to give it a four because there's a lot of story things there that are. I feel mm-hmm. like were is is to fit in, like, the drama, but technically it doesn't make sense. Yes. And yeah, I feel yeah. like if you've solved those problems, there were there are definitely easy workarounds. Mm-hmm. As a movie about world creation, though, I want to give it a five. No. Because okay, yeah, you know, that's, yes, no, that's that, fair. That's fair. That's one hundred percent fair. The whole thing is like he, the reason he's so uh, attractive as like a director is because he creates these worlds. Whether it's very it's, true. it is Summer Wars or Wolf Children, mm-hmm. yeah. and especially this movie is like, have you seen an original world like this in a movie in recent? No, no, not recently. No, no. Like that's, yeah. to no, me, I, I agree. That's fair. Like, that, that takes yeah. like a lot of gumption yeah. and like a lot of like having to think through. Yeah. That, that should give your four a solid two point five. Point two five. Point two five. Solid point two five. To give it a rating of a solid. So I think I'm going to agree with Jonathan with a four point two five, just because like like Max, like I think the world building and the artwork is just amazing. And you know, you guys know me, I'm like an art snob. <laughs> like I, I loved the way this looked, but it really fell short on like the second half of that movie. Like yeah. that weird time jump, it did not work. No, and I think just a few changes could have made it just so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it yep. was definitely a drop off. Yeah. yeah. So 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. they like the scarves. Thanks, Karina. Uh, that's my wife. She's watching right yes. now. She likes yeah. our scarves. She says it's Harry Potter. Very Harry Potter. Potter. We're, 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 we're all it's, in Gryffindor. We're all, all in house Funimation. Yeah, yeah. 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 well, that's it for us this week. Um, oh, wait, actually, so Michelle and I are going to actually be in Japan for the next Ooh. three weeks. So Max, Emma, and Jonathan will be taking over. And they Hello. will be doing... Oh, jeez. Did we oh. decide what we're doing next week, Max? Max decided. I, I, I <laughs> didn't decide it, but I think it would be very interesting to watch Empire of Corpses. Empire of Corpses? I yes. That's what I said, too. I was like... It's basically okay. if steampunk, okay. like yeah. old Victorian era, colonial, like America, mm-hmm. and... Did I say steam and zombies? You said steampunk. Yeah. You didn't Frank say zombies. And zombies, and zombies. Zombies and Frankenstein are put together yeah. into one movie. It, if you this watch sounds... the trailer, it looks it looks really interesting. I mean, I would like you to watch that. I'm, watch the trailer. I'm wearing an Evil Dead shirt tonight. So it's oh, perfect. That sounds zombies. right up my alley. I know, right? No, wait, you're, but you're not going to be here next week. No, I won't be here next week. So because, so this, uh, but I'll be there the following week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, I figured you might be interested in it because you picked Dragon Ball Z. And I figured we, <laughs> need, some, we need some shonen up in here. <laughs> It's going to be voice time <laughs> for the next three weeks. Well, we'll, with have, Emma. To, we'll have to do something super shoujo. The yeah, week after that. So I'm in, also down with that, too. <laughs> so when Michelle and I come back on March 2nd, we're just going to have to do something super girly. Yeah, oh, yeah. But yeah, that's it for tonight, guys. So thanks for joining us. Thank Yay, you for watching. Thanks. And you can watching, find guys. us. Oh yeah, online. Uh, so you can find me uh, at uh, Jonathan Mesa at Kaibacat, K-A-I-B-A-C-A-T. Uh, you can find me all over the internet at Emma Fife. It's my name. I do a bunch of shows at our sister network, AfterBuzzTV.com. Stick around tonight. I'm doing Face Off at 10 o'clock p.m. and be sure to tune in to Star Wars Rebels tomorrow. Not at our usual time, but uh, on Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m. we have. A pretty awesome guest star joining us. Uh, also, uh, if you guys are in Phoenix, I will be at Amazing Arizona Comic Con, not this weekend, but the following weekend, so February 12th through the 14th at the Phoenix Convention Center. Come on out and see me. Uh, I would like to meet you guys if you are in Arizona. Wow. <laughs> that, that was quite also, the plug. Also, <laughs> also plug. Chuck Huber, who did the voice of uh, Cute's dad in this movie, is going to be there. Oh. And I really enjoyed his performance, so yeah. I'm really excited to tell him in person. <laughs> Well, that is awesome. Uh, I will eat dinner eventually. And uh, you can find me at Super Attack with the U at the end. Super Attack U. And, yeah, my plug is super short and not as interesting as Emma's. And I will not be here. Of course, I will be in Japan, the motherland. But you can find me everywhere online at Yuma Ninja and... I hope you guys enjoyed this month with Max, Max, Emma, and uh, Jonathan. Oh, you're gonna enjoy it! Yes, I guarantee it. Zombies, zombies. <laughs> From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. They, yeah, we got to follow up with Marissa about that, because she they were supposed to make us After Buzz ones. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, right. I'm gonna check real quick because I think iZombie might have needed someone. I'm gonna see if they okay. still do. Uh, I was wondering, does your Ruby, uh, Ruby show need somebody? 
Mm. Not tomorrow, but let's we'll keep you in mind for the future for sure. Yeah, yeah. We have a good. We've got a good crew, and like we have like big. What's up, Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Long time no see. It's oh my god, it's been so long. Two hours. Oh my god, solid two hours. Oh really? Yeah. 